1: Is. Okay. Taxi. Okay, around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. And joining us now is the founder of Just the News, the great investigative journalist, John Solomon. John, you had a big scoop about Biden using these kind of fake emails. Tell us about it.
0: Yeah, this is really important. Uh, it came out just a few hours after Robert Her's, uh stinging report, and it shows another disregard for the rules of government. Of course, in the classified uh, case, uh, documents case, Joe Biden's accused of taking documents, keeping them, and sharing them without uh, proper legal authority. In this case, Joe Biden began using, in 2010, a private email address to conduct official government business. This is important, because every federal agency tells its employees you're not supposed to conduct Uh, any official business on your private email account. Well, Joe Biden did that. We know there's 82,000 pages of documents that we're eventually going to get. We only got 60 at the first production. We sued with the uh, Southeastern Legal Foundation as our partner. We got the first 60 pseudonym emails. What do they show? They make eminently clear that Joe Biden was using this one Gmail account, which was robinware456 at gmail.com, Gmail not being a very secure email for government business, Uh, And he was conducting business. He was getting speeches. He was getting drafts of speeches. He was sending memos to his staff using this private email address. Uh, The National Archives has these records preserved. We're trying to force them into the public. Now, there's some other very important developments with you. You also see Joe Biden looping in his son, Hunter, his brother, James, his late son, Beau Biden, into official White House conversations, basically treating his family like they were additional senior White House staff that raises another set of questions, particularly knowing that Hunter Biden and James Biden were traveling the world trying to make money off of sometimes unscrupulous countries. Uh, and so we, we see that confirmed in this initial production. The third thing we see, uh, though it's only 60 emails, is that the National Archives is going to try to claim that it doesn't want to release the majority of these emails. There's already out of these first few emails several that they're redacting in full or in part saying, we're not going to let you see this. They have a variety of excuses but there is a lot of effort to already keep the American public from seeing what Joe Biden was doing, government business, on his private email at the Obama White House. Wow. I mean, uh, to, to do it through the uh, Obama White House, this is when he was vice president? It was. It was. The same time he was doing it, Hillary Clinton had her private email server. So you're getting a sense that this was really pervasive, uh, despite the fact that the rule said you're not supposed to do this.
1: You know, there was one thing uh, that you also had, John, that I thought was interesting the timing. I think it's a later one, right, in 2015. And explain it because it involves uh, then, of course, uh, Joe Biden. And it, it describes also his son Hunter. And it's what, the head of Ukraine?
0: Yes, listen, that's the first email we turned up. This is before, and by the way, the National Archives hasn't produced that email to us yet. We found it on the, on the laptop. But in 2015, excuse me, in early, May, I think it's May of 2016, uh, Joe Biden's about to have a conversation with the president of Ukraine, the very president. Just a few months earlier, he jawboned into firing the prosecutor who was investigating Hunter Biden's employer, Barisma Holdings in Ukraine. They get rid of the Ukrainian prosecutor. He's talking to that president again, the guy he jawboned, the guy he said, you're not getting a billion dollars in USAID unless you fire this prosecutor. And he loots his son Hunter into the calendar notation so that on this private email, the president's being told, you have a sensitive conversation with a world leader and, oh, we're telling your son about it. Again, What? why does Hunter Biden need to know that? Usually conversations between world leaders are considered sensitive. They're often classified, as we know. That's a very important uh, development. And I want to... Take that and link back to something that is in the Robert Hur report, because I, there is one piece of evidence in the Robert Hur report yesterday that almost certainly is going to impact the impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. Remember, a big part of the inquiry is, why did Joe Biden fire the prosecutor? Why did he change U.S. policy? Why did he use a threat of withholding American aid to get some objective that really isn't the U.S. decision? Right? It's not the U.S. decision to decide who the prosecutor is. Well, in the documents that Joe Biden had classified, where it was a document marked secret, so it was at the secret level of classification, it is his conversation with the Ukrainian prime minister in December 2015. Why is that important? That's the very month that Joe Biden began the effort to fire the, uh, to force the firing of this prosecutor, Victor Shokin, who was looking at Hunter Biden's company. Of all the documents that Hunter Biden—excuse me, that Joe Biden could secret— and keep uh, from his vice presidency, he keeps these conversations with Ukraine's prime minister right on the month. He's trying to force the firing. That, I think, is going to be a very important mission for Congress to go get that document. This morning, James Comer said, I'm going to get it. Last night, Eli Crane said, we're going to get it. This, uh, there's going to be a nexus between the classified document scandal and the impeachment scandal.
1: Wow, that is really interesting. Uh, John Solomon, thank you so much. That is fascinating, the timing.
0: It's fascinating, it is. Thanks, guys. Good to be with you.